do let's go welcome back to another episode of the man to man pod i'm one half of the show darius butler yours truly uh antoine Bethay, i believe will be jumping in a little later but it is what it is monday slash somewhat of an overreaction um or maybe just reaction you know it's playoff time super wild card weekend is still among us we got uh dallas and tampa bay they'll cap off the weekend tonight on monday night football they'll be facing off for the second time this season cowboys kind of backed into the playoffs all right kind of backed into the playoffs tried to fight for that number one seed late um played a meaningful game in week 18 got embarrassed by the washington commanders Dak has been struggling going into this game. Um, Tampa Bay has shown some glimmers of hope with Brady uh, going into this late run, and you can never count the old man out, um, honestly, especially with all these young quarterbacks on the NFC side. So we're definitely going to talk about that game um, and obviously talk about all the games that were. The Bengals-Ravens game last night actually could have ended – Going in overtime, if if you know if they catch that tip pass, uh, Huntley, you know, played his ass off, tried to make it close. Bengals mm, looked okay, didn't look that great, um, but they got the dub, and that's all it's about this time of year. Um, shout out to Hubbard, unbelievable play by the big man. Uh, the Giants with the upset that no one saw coming over the Minnesota Vikings. Nobody saw that one coming, right? Shocking upset. Um, that game was kind of a toss-up going into it. But uh, the Giants rested their starters week 18. A lot of people, hey, do you rest this young team going into the playoffs? Do you play them? Looks like they made the right decision by resting them. They played well. On the flip side of that, my Chargers. My Chargers, missing Mike Williams. They take an L to Jacksonville on the road. They play their starters week 18 in a meaningless game as far as playoff seeding goes. He gets hurt. I think he was a you know a factor in that game. They still had every opportunity to win it up 27-0. Defense forced five turnovers. Uh team just didn't get it done. Uh missed field goal. Justin Herbert missed throws. Brandon Staley missed opportunities to be a great coach. Um, just an overall failure. So lot to talk about from this weekend, from super wild card weekend. It was definitely super indeed. Um, same game, Parlay Holiday. Ah. 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 It's a stinker. My squad, me, AJ, Pat, Gertie, Foxy. Uh, we had one going into the San Francisco 49ers Seattle Seahawks game. A lot of hype about the weather going into it. It amounted to nothing. Um, it was pretty much a, 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 a normal weather game. Um, it was a beatdown, a blowout. I actually thought the Seahawks would make it close. They came out fighting early. Brock Purdy and that uh, San Francisco 49er team, way too much. They're, they're too good. That C-Mac trade would probably go down as one of the best trades in history, especially if they can get to a Super Bowl and possibly win it. Debo's back healthy. Elijah Williams back healthy. Brandon Ayuk who I told y'all about coming into this year, uh, look great, Kittle, Brock Purdy, the defense, everything's clicking. Um, but, yeah, so a lot to talk about from this weekend. Obviously, it's also 
It's also Martin Luther King Jr. Day, MLK Day. So, um, you know, definitely got to celebrate the legacy of the great Martin Luther King and obviously everything he did for civil rights in this country and, and really around the world inspired a whole group, whole generation um, of people. And uh, his, his legacy still lives on. Um, just an unbelievable man, uh, unbelievable life he left behind. So shout out to Martin Luther King Jr. on his day. Um, sure, a lot of things are closed. A lot of kids are home from school. So praying for those parents right now. Got that four-day weekend like mine did. Um, but uh, shout out to MLK. Special, special guy. Um, we got a lot to talk about, man. Um, you see the logo in the in the corner, FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook. America's number one sportsbook. Hope you won some money on there yesterday. I hope you won some money on there yesterday and the day before. Um, I did not. To let y'all know that I did not. So I, I I travel around a lot, obviously, during the week. So I'm in a couple states during the week that it's legal to, to sports bet in. Uh, unfortunately, it's not legal yet down here in Florida. Got to get your shit together, man. But um, we'll be getting it together, man. Uh, make sure y'all tune in to uh, uh, chime in, in the comment section. Get a lot of comments. Get some good questions in here. Uh, I mean, what a day! What a weekend of football. Yesterday was kind of a kind of a marathon, actually. I was like, man, halfway through because the Dolphins Bills game, I kind of skipped over that one. Was it intentional? Was it not? Uh, skipped over that one. But the, the Dolphins, they put up a good fight. We had Skylar Thompson in there who 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 fought his ass off, who gave us a chance to win, man. He gave us a chance to win. Uh, Mike McDaniel, a lot I want to say about him, but but we got to remember coming into this game, we were fourteen point dogs. We were on the road. Uh, Buffalo's a tough place to play, especially in January, coming from Miami. But obviously, no excuses, no explanations. The game was there. Could have been won. We didn't win it. We didn't execute well enough to win it. We fought our asses off. So I am proud of my Dolphins. Um, no moral victories, but um, we fought our asses off. Took that L in Buffalo, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy weekend. Crazy weekend. Uh, we got the intro. Let's see y'all on the other side of the intro. Let me know what y'all want to talk about. If y'all got some comments, concerns, obviously going to talk about Lamar Jackson situation. Probably briefly because there is a lot of football to talk about. But things do not seem to be trending in the right direction between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. The vibes are definitely off um over there in baltimore i hate to see it i hate to see it i was hoping that was seemed like that city seemed like lamar that team i feel like it was all kind of uh the right place right time right people right organization but maybe i was wrong um and hopefully calmer heads prevail but it seems like things are kind of trending in opposite direction so where will lamar end up next year Oh, we shall see. A lot to talk about. Um, I'll see if it'll, it might just be me talking about it. I think AB's going to pop in. But either way, we're going to have some fun today on January 16th, this overreaction slash it is what it is 
Monday here on the Man to Man Pod. Y'all on the other side. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's get to these games, man. Get some of my takes from these games. Um, actually, let me shoot this all pro team real quick. Fly, fly through this real quick. Real quick, real quick. Because I don't think we got a chance to go over this, but these guys should be um talked about, obviously. First team offense all pro, AP all pro. Patrick Mahomes, shout out to Patrick Mahomes. Josh Jacobs, better than himself this year. Shout out to him as well. Travis Kelsey was a couple questions about, hey, would Travis Kelsey still be that guy without Tyreek Hill there? Of course he is, always was. He's still that guy. Justin Jefferson, unbelievable year. A lot of people had a lot of bets on him to win offensive player of the year. Good chance he brings that award home. Tyreek Hill, another individual in that conversation. First year in Miami, away from Patrick Mahomes. He had a lot to say about his quarterback, him and Tua, obviously had a great connection before he went out. Um, But shout out to Tyreek Hill, first team All-Pro. Devontae Adams, new quarterback, new team, first team All-Pro as well, even with having his quarterback benched. Wow, a lot of questions about could he get him the ball early in the year. He did early and often. Trent Williams, left tackle, consistently the best offensive lineman in the game. And someone else in that conversation right next to him, on the other side of the line, right tackle, Lane Johnson. First team All-Pro not under his belt as well. Left guard, Joel Batino, Batonio, I'm sorry, Cleveland Browns. Right guard, Zach Martin, Dallas Cowboys. And then center, Jason Kelsey. So shout out to all those guys on offense. That's a, that's a great accomplishment to make that All-Pro team. Defensively, on the edge, Nick Bosa, San Francisco 49ers. Best pass rusher on the best defense. Michael Parsons, a absolute dog out there in Dallas Cowboys. Defense rookie of the year last year. Interior D lineman. We got Chris Jones up in Kansas City. We got Quentin Williams up in New York for the Jets. Off-ball linebackers, Fred Warner. Roquan Smith, after being traded over from the Bears to the Ravens. He's a dog. And Matt Milano, always involved, especially in that passing game. Sauce Gardner, AP, first-team All-Pro as a rookie. Unbelievable year. Fresh out of Cincinnati. Patrick Sertain is second. Other side at corner. Minka Fitzpatrick at safety. And uh, Talanoa Hufanga, the other safety position out there. San Francisco 49ers and all pro first team special teamers. Daniel Carson, kicker out of Oakland, I believe, or Las Vegas, I'm sorry. Tommy Townsend, punter in Kansas City. Keyshawn Nixon, returner, kick returner out of Green Bay. Marcus Jones, punt returner out of New England. Jeremy Reeves for the Washington Commanders. Long snapper, Andrew Adapola, it looks like. Um, so, great all-pro teams. I won't really debate or talk too much about them. These are their 
odds, these were the odds going into wild card weekend. You had the favorites, the Chiefs, the Bills. Obviously, the Chiefs on the bye week. The Bills won their game plus 400. The Eagles had a bye week as well at plus 500. San Francisco 49ers won their game in a runaway fashion. They're plus 500. Bengals plus 750. Cowboys played at night plus 1300. Los Angeles Chargers plus 2100. They take an ugly L. Tampa Bay Bucks, they play tonight, plus 2,800. Vikings, they're out of there, plus 3,000. Ravens out of there, plus 5,000. Jaguars still fighting, plus 5,000. New York Giants, plus 5,500. They still in it. And then the Seahawks and the Dolphins are out of there as well. This is the divisional weekend. These are the matchups. Now that the wildcard teams that lost on this past weekend, and obviously we got a game tonight, but these will be the matchups for next weekend, divisional weekend, Saturday. The Jacksonville Jaguars will face the Kansas City Chiefs at 4.30 on NBC. And then the New York Giants will face the Philadelphia Eagles for the third time this season at 8.15 on Fox. Sunday, Cincinnati Bengals will face the Buffalo Bills. Everyone remembers what happened last time these two teams faced off. Can't wait to see this matchup on Sunday at 3 o'clock on CBS. And then the winner of this Tampa-Dallas game, We'll face the San Francisco 49ers 6.30 on Fox. Um, a lot of good football. A lot of good football this past week. And I think uh, next – I think next week uh, we're going to get the same thing. Um, we're going to get the same thing, I believe. Let's get to these games, though. Um, San Fran, Seattle, once again, an absolute beatdown, outmatched in this fight. Seattle Seahawks. Uh, had a great season, right? Outperformed and out, outperformed all expectations that most people had of them. Um, nobody had them even really competing in that NFC West. You traded Bobby Wags. Um, you obviously moved on and traded Russell Wilson. Geno Smith was going to be the starter. Actually, it was a wasn't wasn't really sure who was going to be that starter. Was it going to be Geno? Was it going to be Drew Locke uh, coming in this year? Which is crazy to think about now. After the season that Geno Smith had, um, great season. They wrote him off. He didn't write back, had some great bars as well, but just wasn't enough in this one against this, this, this overpowering team. Um, San Francisco 49ers have had the best defense in the league, kind of wire to wire, led by D'Amico Ryans, who will probably leave uh, for a head coaching opportunity this, this, this offseason. Um, you know, he's worked his ass off for this, was a great player in the league as well. Now it's been a great coach. Uh, depending on their run, he may stay on the squad. He may stay on the team, get a nice little pay bump and try to go on a nice little run with this defense until the perfect job open up opens up. Uh, was a former player with the Houston Texans for a while, already came out. Smart man, too, already came out and said he wants no part of that job. Um, but we'll see if he takes one of these – other opportunities that present themselves. But 49ers, they handle business. Uh, this was a eight-and-a-half point spread, I believe, nine-and-a-half at kickoff. They obviously won. Uh, they obviously covered. Um, didn't get did, – didn't, didn't hit our ticket. We needed uh, C-Mac to get 50 yards. We also needed George Kittle to score, I believe. Um, but they handled business 41-23 to 23 to advance – to the divisional round. In a lot of people's minds are the favorite to at least go to that Super Bowl in the NFC. I'm, I think I'm still leaning 
still leaning towards that Philadelphia Eagles team. Another week for, for Hurts to rest that shoulder up. Didn't look great in week 18, the team against a lot of backups for the Giants, but um, I like them to figure it out and play like themselves in these playoffs. They've been the best team in the league since week one. Uh, the other game. The other game from Saturday night. Should have put some, should have put some Hennessy in that shit for this morning. Actually, you know what? Let's not even talk about this game. Then. Let's not even talk about this game. I see some questions from the Seattle Seahawks, 49ers game. So let's let's, let's go back to that one. Let's go back to that one. Hey, there we go, Tim. They had a window for a bit in that game. They sure did. They were up 17-16, I believe, and I had them covering. I was feeling real good about myself. But, yes, the 49ers slammed it shut. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Um, the league is better. When, yeah, this is true. Question. Uh, Lawrence Owen, is it Purdy or is it the system? Now, this is a question that people have all the time, and, and I guess rightfully so, but this is the answer, and I'm going to give you a little trick. I'm going to give you a little um, little trick going forward, a little, a little, little cheat code going forward. Uh, it's always both. It's always both. Um, Brock Purdy deserves an unbelievable amount of credit for the things that he's been able to do um, this season. And, 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 yes, great weapons. Great system as well, but this system haven't Kyle Shanahan in this system has not won a lot of games. Um, in the past, when Jimmy G, his starting quarterback, was hurt, right? He was a terrible record with Jimmy G out of the lineup. Uh, we didn't know what Trey Lance was going to be. Then Brock Purdy comes in and executes the system, uh, perfectly. I believe what six, seven, and oh, at this point now, um, coming in in the middle of the season, didn't have a ton of reps, I would assume. Uh, with the ones and twos in training camp and throughout the earlier parts of the season. Obviously, Trey Lance gets hurt, and then he's probably taking two reps, scout team reps, when Jimmy G is there, the starter. And then when his opportunity comes up, boom, uh, he's ready as, as mystery relevant with absolutely no expectations for him. So uh, what Brock Purdy's been able to do, been unbelievable. Uh, yes, good offensive system. That's what the coaches, especially the head coach, that's what coaches get hired and paid big money to do, to call good plays, to coach well, the fundamentals, the scheme, all that shit. That's what they get paid big money to do. Um, John Lynch, he gets paid big money to put a roster together, to put a competitive roster together, to make sure everything's handled money-wise so we can keep guys together, keep guys happy. He did that. Paid Debo, traded for C-Mac, signed Kittle, drafted IU. Um uh, drafted Juice, Elijah Williams, like all these things that they've done, obviously trading for C-Mac in the middle of the season, um, all these things that he's done as a general manager, all the things that Kyle Shanahan has done as a head coach and a play caller. I'm assuming I'm not, I'm not positive who calls the players over there, but I think it's Kyle Shanahan. And then Brock Purdy, as a player, as a player at that position, it's your job to come in and ball and be a point guard and distribute. And then a lot of times I saw him make it, you know, Late in the down, the first touchdown to C-Mac, that was late in the down, throw to him, finding him late. Late in the down, finding uh, Elijah Williams. 
um, and then making pinpoint throws down the field as well. So, yes, good players, good system. But Brock Purdy has played his ass off, and he deserves um, just as much credit. Uh, but when anytime you look around at great offenses, great defenses, you look on the other side of the ball, great system as well, but great players. Again, you got Nick Bosa. You got Fred Warner. You got Greenlaw, like all those off-the-ball linebackers, all those guys up front that rotate, those guys in the back end, Jimmy Ward, Hufanga, first-team All-Pro, um, uh, Denora uh, out there at corner who, who didn't have a lot of expectation when he was drafted. He played his ass off, had a nice-ass pick. Ward, who they brought over, uh, you know, played okay. I think DK Metcalf got the best of them, but good players all up and down that roster, good scheme, and then a great coach with D'Amico Ryan. So it's always – the, the collaboration of, of, of all of it. That's ideally what you want. You want good players. You want a good system and um, and a good coach, you know, to call it, a good play caller. And that's what the San Francisco 49ers have. Uh, and it should be no knock on anyone when it all comes together and works for the greater good. You see it happen in Philly as well. People, hey, is it Jalen Hurst or is it the system or is it the players? It's all of it. It's all of it. As a quarterback, you want a good offensive line. You want good receivers to throw the ball to. You want good running backs to hand the ball to. And you want a good coach calling plays and making good decisions in the floor of the game. So uh, it's when it's working, when these teams are winning, it's usually a lot of those things. Uh, a lot of people had these questions with Tom Brady. Was it his system? Is it a system quarterback? Peyton Mayo Peyton is just – he got good players. Like, come on, man. You need the combination of all of them because you can look around the league and see teams where it's like, damn, this shit just not clicking. They got the players on the, they got the players on the. You look at the roster; they have the talent. They got the coaches. They come in with this great pedigree. They got this. They got that. But it's just not working. So when they do make it work, just say good job, man. Just say good job. But it's a fair question. A lot of people had those questions. <sighs> Moving right along. Chargers up twenty-seven to zero. Forced five turnovers, did not give the ball away, and found a way to lose. Um, found a way to lose, and, and, and I mean, wow! I, I was flabbergasted, befuddled, rattled, confused, angry. Went all through all the emotion, the whole gamut of emotions. Uh, watching this Charger game, obviously it's been well documented, well reported here on this podcast, at least that I am a fan of the Chargers. I'm a fan of Justin Herbert, um, but he got to get that done as a quarterback. You know, sometimes you take too much blame. Sometimes you take too much credit um, as a quarterback with a 27 to zero lead. You have to you have to win that game point blank period. You got to win that game. Yes, a lot of other things went wrong. Um, Staley, uh, I feel like, made some bad decisions. Up 10, late in the game, I believe it was eight minutes and something left. He opted for the field goal to go up 13 if they were to make it, uh, which didn't really make sense to me because you make that field goal and it's still a two-possession game for the Jacksonville Jaguars with eight minutes left. They get the ball back. They got eight minutes to score two touchdowns. Um, as opposed to, I believe it was fourth and three. Fourth and three, I believe. Uh, obviously in field goal range, so in plus territory. So you go for it. You go for it. That's that's been your MO since coming in last year. Obviously, you got neutered a little bit this year. You've been more hesitant. 
but you go for it in that situation. Um, you drop your nuts in that situation and you try to, even if you don't get that extra touchdown, you're still up two possessions. Let's say you run off another two and a half minutes in the clock. Now it's six minutes and they got to score twice as opposed to eight. But I say you go for it and you try to get you a touchdown. Um, and, and at that point, Jacksonville had a ton of momentum at home, just rolling, rolling, rolling. So you got to try to put that fire out and go up uh, three possessions in that game with the time you'd have probably scored. Let's say if you go down and convert and then score a touchdown, you probably score with four or five minutes left. That game's essentially over. Instead, you go and kick the kick, which, you know, not a horrible decision trying to go up 13. I don't like the decision, but you try it. Dicker the kicker, who's been lights out all year, misses the kick. No fault to Staley. No fault to Herbert. He did his job to make him look to help him lose too. He missed the forty yard kick, um, and Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars continue to fight and come back, scratch claw, and came back and won. And early on in that game, um, there were a lot of in breaking routes that. The, the Chargers were clearly dialed in on. They were all over him. Asante Samuel Jr., three picks uh, in the first half. He was on an absolute heater. He had that glow on him. And then late in the game, in the second half, I feel like Trevor Lawrence started going to more of those outbreaking routes, which are tough, tougher throws. And the throws typically you want to force quarterbacks to make over and over and over again. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence did, and he did it at a high level in that second half specifically to Christian Kirk, uh, who made a lot of airwaves this offseason when he signed his big deal, but he has had a career year and earned every bit of that money um, all season long and then especially in these playoffs. So Trevor Lawrence ended up with four interceptions and four touchdowns. Uh, but that's – that's you got to keep fighting. You know, you got to keep fighting. I'm sure it was a lot of good energy and positive vibes in that locker room at halftime. They got a score right before the half, which was huge for them. And then, um, you know, came back and won this game at home. Shout out to Doug Peterson, man. Um, should be right there in the conversation for Coach of the Year. I picked Brian Dayball on Thursday as my Coach of the Year. I'll probably stick with that pick. But Doug Peterson, he, 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 he's right, right there in that conversation, how he's turned his team around um, in one year and how great Trevor Lawrence has looked. Uh, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones is balled this year. Evan Egram is balled this year. Travis Etienne, when he can stay healthy, he sealed that game. He's explosive as a runner. Um, so I, I'll definitely be locked in on that game next week. I expect the, the Chiefs to win. Um, but that was impressive. That was impressive by Trevor Lawrence continuing to fight and coming back. Obviously, had a stinker of a half in that first half. But fault. And then the defense, defense obviously locked in too on the other side. And they end up winning this game 31 to 30 at home. Wow. Madness. And Trevor Lawrence remains undefeated on Saturdays, which is another wild uh, stat. So, yeah, the Chargers choked. The Chargers choked. I am happy that AB's not here for this part because he would have had a lot to say. He would have had a lot to say about this one. And then, you know, you know, Mike Williams not been in this game. 
Uh, Joey Bosa not being in a ton late. He lost his composure, slamming his helmet, you know, maybe thought he was getting held some this game. Maybe thought the offensive lineman was jumping, was false starting, which they were. They do it every week. These offensive linemen false start every week. The refs don't call it. It's just kind of one of those things. But Joey Bosa obviously, gotta, obviously has to keep his cool. Brandon Staley going to getting his helmet. And I don't know if he got benched late or what, but – um. Trevor Lawrence had the QB sneak when, when Doug Peterson went for two. Like, it, it was just a lot of things that happened. If I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar, and A.B.'s been – he's been talking this Jacksonville Jaguar talk, and I know he is going to have a lot to say when he does get back on. Um, unbelievable win for them, Doug Peterson, once again. Dropping his nuts on the goal line. Uh, no, for the two – going for two points um, and making it a two-point game as opposed to a three-point game with the extra point. And then, obviously, if they don't get that extra point, it would have been a four-point game, so they would have had to score. But they did. It was on a one-yard line because of the Joey Bosa penalty. Trevor Lawrence went and scored like Tra- uh, like Tyler Huntley tried to do last night and led to that Hubbard touchdown. But, um, man, wow, madness, unbelievable game. That's playoff football. Jacksonville Jaguars made the plays. Um to get it done um what else happened in this game oh yeah week 18 obviously brandon staley making a decision to play his starters right so this is going to be the conversation now you, you made a decision to play your starters in week 18 mike williams gets hurt mike williams obviously not available for the wild card playoff his playoff debut as a head coach justin herbert's playoff debut as a quarterback and mike williams drastically changes that offense Obviously, he's not available, so there will be a lot of conversation about that. Some of the decisions made throughout the years, and then in this playoff game, blowing a 27 point lead. Um, they've been connecting Sean Payton to a lot of jobs. Dallas Chargers, obviously, they still have their head coaches there, and then a couple other teams out there, Denver, um, and some other teams as well. But AB is here. Hey, B, what's good? What it do? What it do? Ain't shit, ain't shit, man. So, obviously, you see the game I'm on right now. Uh, Your Jacksonville Jaguars upset and embarrassing. Not upset. Yeah, they are upset. I guess the Chargers were the favorite. Upset and embarrassing fashion. Uh, my Los Angeles Chargers. What's your takeaway from uh, from this game? Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and then obviously my guys over there on the L.A. sideline. It was not an upset. It was an upset. Okay, we were favored two and a half points, and then we were up 27 points in the game. It was not an upset. And my Jags did what Jags do, and your Chargers, they charge. Did what Jags do. They did what they did. Down 27-0. Playing how they've been playing all the second half of the year. Okay. They do what they do. They're playing with confidence, man. And they was able to get the job done. The Chargers over there, man. They got to blow that thing up. They got to get my guy. Staley got to get up out of there. Out of there. And I've been telling you this for, for a while, man. Like, he's been playing like he like he plays Madden. And you say you like it, you know, playing with confidence, you know. He should have did it last, that game Saturday. Kick the field goal. You got to go for that. Down twenty-seven, nothing, bro. Defense playing how they how they playing. You got to win that game. 
1,000%. You have to win that game. Um, and again, like I said, man, Jacksonville, they're playing with the the most confidence. Um, and, and when you're playing like that, man, like, you don't have anything to lose. You don't have anything to lose, man. So I'm, I'm you know, I said this early in the year, and I'm not going to keep continuing to go back to this. Hey, I told you so. I'm not going to do that. But this is your time. And they got the, hey, they got the, the Chiefs the, next week. Get, hey, get your Jags takes off right now. The, okay? the, 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 the Jags, it, it, it started off good. It got it got real lukewarm in the middle of the season. Um, and now to see them make it to the playoffs, win a game in the playoffs. Um, we talked about just Trevor Lawrence and, the, and uh, Doug Peterson as far as the head coach and what they have. You know what they're building there, man. It's, it's. I like. I like it. I like it. Um, it's gonna be a tough matchup for them against the Kansas City Chiefs um, coming up, man. But the Chargers, man. Like I feel like, man. This this loss for that organization is a big loss, a, a big L for them. So I just feel like something has to be. Something has to be done, man. And I'm I'm saying. It's the head coach. Excuse me. All right, so this would be um, if they did retain him, this would be him going into year three. Uh, so this would be Justin Herbert's third head coach. He had Anthony Lynn his rookie year, Brandon Staley last year, and then this year. And then you're saying going forward. So who you are you putting uh, Sean Payton there, kind of like everybody else? Hey, you put Sean Payton there with that young boy. You got something special. Yeah, I agree. A lot, a lot of people, you know, Sean Payton's kind of like that, that, that bell of the ball right now. Everybody's connecting him to, you know, these open coaching opportunities. Kyler Murray in, in Arizona, Russell Wilson, Denver Broncos. Can he fix him? And then Dallas, if they go out and trick this game off tonight, that'd be the conversation with Mike McCarthy getting out of there. And then um, obviously out in L.A. with Brandon Staley doing, you know, well, I'm right there with you. There is no excuses, no explanations for being up 27-0 at any point in the football game, especially in the playoffs, and losing that game, uh, you know, especially with no, like, significant injuries. Not like you lost your quarterback and you lost your long snapper and you lost this and that. Like, everybody pretty much intact. Obviously, Mike Williams not out there, but 27-0, defense forced five turnovers. Five. Your offense gives away the ball zero times. And you lose that game. That's uh, I wouldn't believe that if I just saw the numbers on, on the page. That was wild. Question for you: mm -hmm. Like, where were you watching this game at? And where was I watching this game? I think I was home. I think I was at the crib. I believe. And how, like, like what was, what was going through your mind? You know what I'm saying? As far as when this game is going, like, what, what, like what's going through your mind? Man, I had so many tweets loaded up. For 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 and, I, and something you know, charges charge. So I'm like, you know what? It is early. I remember the the, the Vikings, um, Colts game and watching the game. Like everything that could happen wrong for the Jaguars was happening. Muff punt, um, you know. And Sante Sante just had that that glow in him early. He was picking off everything going in his direction. Tip ball early. So I'm like, oh, it, you know, Jaguars and turn back themselves. This might be the beginning of something special with Herbert. Right. And the shit slowly start going the other way. Um, and, at, and that's probably midway third quarter. I'm like, oh, shit. This shit, unless 
you just felt that momentum. Jaguars had all the momentum rolling. That's and scoring right before halftime. Big, huge for yeah. them. And everything kind of went their their direction. Trevor Lawrence. I said it right before you got on. Trevor Lawrence and that passing offense. I felt like they went more to outbreakers, right? Because in the end, in the first half, everything getting picked off was kind of across that middle. They were all over it. They start running those sevens, those deep outs, and hit a lot of those. So that was a big adjustment. And Travis Etienne as well. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of things going through my mind during this game. What, what about you? Where was you watching? Would you at Would you at District 41? I was not. I was not. Shout out District 41. Um, <clears throat> I was kind of moving around. So we was at a um, at a dinner, uh-huh. and um, we was watching the game, and it was funny. So one person that was at the table, we looked at it. That was asking my picks, and I was like, "Man, I um, I got the Jags in this game. Man, you crazy? Boom, boom, just that in the third. Cool." 27 nothing. I couldn't hear the last, the end of it, right? Got the 30 to 20, and, you know, got a little quiet. I said, hey, this is the game now. And by the end of the game, man, you know, you know, AB, man, you're a guru, man. <laughs> hey, this is what you do. I said, yeah, you know, I'm not going to pat myself on the back or whatever, but, you know, but it was, it was a, it was a good game, man. Great atmosphere. Um, Duval County, man. Shout out to Trevor Lawrence, man. Going to the Waffle House after the game, and I figured that's why the that's why he is the way he is. It's the Waffle House died. I'm a huge, huge Waffle House fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. When I see him after the game, that's where he. After two o'clock, after one o'clock, one in the morning. I mean, it's you know exactly what you're getting. You, you know you know the vibes, you know the cast of characters that's probably going to be in there. You go in there deep, or you, you go in there ducked off, one or the other, but that a good Waffle House vibe in Duval, that was, uh, I like I like that too from the kid. Hey, that was just icing on the cake. You seen, you seen the play. He could have definitely, you know what I mean, tucked his tail, put his head down after that, how that first half went for him, but for him to fight back. Yeah, and then at the end of the game, to see the pictures with him at Waffle House, he's a guy. That's the guy you want in your organization. Four touchdowns, four interceptions, twenty-seven point comeback. I believe the third largest um, in playoff history. We were part of one of them. I think the second largest we were part of, and then Frank Wright and his Bills had the biggest one. But let's move on to Sunday. Sunday. Um, my Dolphins put up a good fight. You know, they nobody gave them a chance in this game. 13 and a half point underdogs going into it on the road. Buffalo, you know, not crazy weather environments, but definitely cold. Definitely impacted the game. My receivers yeah. were trying to catch everything on their body early on. Some big drops. Skylar Thompson, I feel like, played his ass off, played his tail off. Defense gave them opportunities in this game to win it. Uh, we didn't get it done. A lot of people got a lot to say about Mac McDaniel, but I think he had a great first year. And uh, I think the future is bright with him. Tua, it was announced that he will be returning as the starting quarterback for the Dolphins. We'll see how that pans out. Hopefully, well. Uh, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, the defense, uh, Sean McDermott, they found a way to win at home. Wasn't pretty, but they win 34-31. What was A.B.'s immediate takeaways from this game? <clears throat> Buffalo Bills, you cannot play like this ever again in this, in this year's playoffs if you feel as though you can go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um the teams that you play from here on out, if you play like this, you will not win. Um, to your point, it was a sloppy game. Um, it's always good where you can go in the building after a sloppy game and say, hey, we got a W. Um, 
but it, it, it did not look good. Um, Josh Allen did did not look great. Um, I would say somewhat, you know, a little careless with the ball. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because I'm watching the game and I'm thinking about what you talked about early in the year just on some of the things that he could approve on. And yeah. it showed up um, yesterday. But to your point, um, able to come out and get a win. The Dolphins played tough. Dolphins um, defense played 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 some good ball. Yeah. Um, you know, Thompson gave his, gave his team a chance to win early in that game. It was some plays that you know some of his key players could have made to to, to, to help him out. Definitely. But you know, starting your third your third string quarterback, you know, and you know you play a Bills team to the you know to the wire. Yeah. That's 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 it's a it's a lot you you can take away from this game. But the Bills, man, they gotta gotta play better. Gotta play better. Gotta gotta play better. Um, you know the numbers gonna look great. Uh, I think on on Josh Allen's part and love Josh Allen. Been saying it all year. Only only thing that can stop Josh Allen really is him, uh, because he is that talented. He can make all the throws. Obviously, he can make the plays with his legs. He has talent around him. Stephon Diggs had a great game again. Gabriel Davis went off. Dawson Knox is great. Running game looked like they're getting better. Um, so everything's there, but you just got to you got to take care of that ball. That ball is the program. And uh, to your point, uh, and the Bengals, Bengals didn't look great. We'll talk about their game last night too. But um, uh, the Bills will be facing the Bengals next Sunday coming up. Yeah, and can't play like how they played uh, this week if they want to go where they want to go. And I believe they are still the second. Uh, well, we'll see. Actually, I know coming into the weekend they had the second best odds to make a Super Bowl uh, run. I wonder how the sports book respond to their game against the Dolphins. Uh, but they will be matched up next weekend with the Bengals. Um, so Bills, Bengals, uh, we got on Saturday, your Jacksonville Jaguars against the Chiefs. The Giants and Philly, they'll be facing off for the third time this year. And then the winner from Tampa, Dallas, will be facing San Francisco 49ers, 6.30 on Sunday on Fox. So, um, hey, question for you. How do, how do you feel? How do you feel about Tua and the decision that's being made that he will, you know, be coming back next year? And again, like I don't want this to be just a, like a reactionary type yeah. response, but you know, when I heard that, you know, I kind of shook my head because, and we and we was we was talking about a play in one of the games, and you know, you was like, man, look, I'm, I'm for player safety, right? Like mm-hmm. that old lineman should have he should have been kicked out the game. Um, and all about player safety, but yeah, with this Damn, decision, we should have had that clip. Yeah, so with this decision that Tua is going to be back next year after suffering, you know, three concussions in a short amount of time, man. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your what's your what's your thought process on that? Um, I get it. I understand it. Obviously, from from this stamp, from this chair, you know, this mic. And, and, and you, you know, we, we, we talk about the game now um, and it's like it's easier to see that and to, to understand everything from kind of that bird's eye view, especially after you play the game, you don't took the pass and the helmet's off. Um, it's easy to say, hey, man, you want to be you want to be healthy, have your mind at 50, be able to play with your kids, be there for your wife, all these great things, um, and which is true, which is very true. But when you have that helmet on, uh, when you have that C on your chest, when you're the quarterback of a team, you got a new head coach that believe in you, got great teammates, these receivers, like all these things are, are, are 
Um, it's such a great position for you to go in next year. It's a contract year. So you're talking about a, a year where he can go in and, and secure, you know, $200 million guaranteed, 150 guaranteed. Um, and no money's not everything, obviously, but you're talking about multi-generational uh, wealth you have an opportunity to do. And then, obviously, you still have an opportunity to play this game that you love and that you've played and, and committed your entire life to. Yeah. Um, so having a concussion, you know, you can have a concussion. I've never suffered uh, multiple in, in the same year, I don't recall, like especially not like this back-to-back -back in, in a few weeks. So I'm not sure how he feels, but I know the concussion that I did suffer – you know, two weeks later, you're like, I'm good. Like, I, yeah. I'm back. I hope that don't happen again. So uh, with the whole offseason, going into OTAs and training camp and all that stuff, you know, I'll be getting touched until regular season next year again. So he's going to be feeling great. Uh, so I understand it. I, I get it. And from the team, team standpoint, it's going to be interesting for them if they invest a bunch of money into Tua um, or do they – look for other options in quarterback. So my, my reaction is I get it. I understand it from Tua's standpoint, um, you know, from somebody that played the game before. You know, I just hope he, he makes this decision. I hope he's safe. And obviously I hope he's um, continue to be healthy. I know you feel you, you've been leaning more towards, hey, protect your mind. Protect This is this is some scary shit, man. It's on, you only get one brain. You only get one of these things. It's definitely bigger than balls. So I kind of know where you stand. Is that kind of where you still at with it? <clears throat> yeah, you know I, I, I am. And and again, typically, man, like like you said, man, I'm I'm all about ball. I'm all about the old school like style of going out there and playing ball, and you know, understanding you know the risk that we take. But it's it's scary just sitting back now, you know, on the the other side. And, you know, the first two and then, you know, at the game, you know, when they played the Cincinnati Bengals and, and looking at that and then um, seeing them come back and get a third one, man. Like, it's just a scary, scary, scary situation. And to your mm -hmm. point, man, you only get one brand. So at all times, I think one of the things that we always talk about when we in the training room, where we, whether we're on the field, one of the biggest things where that when you have that the coaching staff and you have that the, the training staff is protect the players from themselves. You know what I mean? And I know making this decision, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people at the at the round table. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was, you know, experts. I'm pretty sure it was two and his family. Um and obviously the experts doing what they're doing, saying, hey, it is safe for you to go back out there. So I get it. But then it's like, okay, knock on wood if this happens again like what does this situation look like and i never want to i never want to be in a situation like being on the other side of that fence like well if it happens again it could be x this or x that yeah you know what i mean you never yeah. you, and you know and i again we talk about all the time want to put good good energy and positive energy in the atmosphere like we don't want to talk about but this is definitely a a a, a huge possibility Mm -hmm. that this can happen you know what i mean so again you know he does come back you know prayers for him hopefully everything is safe but i just just think it's it's, it's really scary man just what you what you're putting at risk at this yeah point. yeah man so good luck to tour um speaking of putting at risk uh lamar jackson, lamar hey. jackson he, he's been out he's been out 
I think he missed the last six weeks. Obviously missed the game last night. Didn't travel with the team, um, which was a little alarming. Uh, it was. Definitely something uh, between the Ravens and, and Lamar going on uh, with him not traveling, not being on the sideline or in the booth, however that would have worked, but not being there with his team. Um, him last week putting out a couple of tweets, a series of tweets, basically laying out his injury, um, saying that it's unstable, saying that swelling still hasn't really dissipated in his knee, um, putting that out there. I think that was – he made that decision because of what was getting leaked, which we know at this point in the game that's coming from somebody in the organization. Like, hey, this is what's going – basically, hey, Lamar, is ba- he, he could be out there and he's yeah. not leaving his team out to dry, trying to paint him in that bad light. light. I don't mind players representing themselves. I like it. I like what Lamar has done. I like how he's represented himself throughout his entire career. But I think this is one of those. It, this is one of those times where having a great agent would help you, uh, at least in a court of public opinion, because uh, this is a game that they play. This is a game that they've been playing for years and decades. And now you see Lamar. Now Lamar is going to be painted as the bad guy, or whatnot. And uh, saw some some players, some former players that I really respect, first and foremost, great players, Charles Woodson, um, see what Michael Vick, coach I respect greatly, Sean Payton. They all had some, we got some short clips of them speaking on Lamar, and it's very short, so we won't get a flag. We'll see Sean Payton real quick. I just don't like it. The, the team's more important right now than you. And I don't see this player back in Baltimore next year. Team's not more important than you. Number one. <laughs> First and foremost, just to speak on that real quick, Michael Vick. I don't know if I would have the balls to do it. I'm, I'm being yeah, real honest with you. Like, you know, just sit out. Say, but kudos to him. I mean, he's he's about his business. He he figures they, they don't want to pay him. So. so see what was kind of a. He, he said some other things too, but <laughs> see what he said in Mike Vick. Just said, it's the playoffs, man. You three, yeah, game, you three yeah. games away. Put a brace on it. Get it going. And look, put a brace on it. Let's go. And then Mike Vick went on to talk about how he braced up and played with MCL all year. Didn't talk about it was after he signed the richest deal in NFL history um, at any position, but obviously at that quarterback position. But what's your thoughts on this whole Lamar Jackson (laughs) uh, situation and how he's playing it? I like the way he's playing it. Um, Again, it's it's a big business at all times. Organizations are going to do what's best for them. 100% 100% of the times. Yep. Not 90%, not 95%, but 100% of the times organizations are going to do what's best for them. And again, I think we've got we've grown accustomed to players saying, "Hey, okay, I'm going to do this for the team. I'm going to do X for the team. I'm going to do this for the team." And never on the back end you get anything in return. Mhm. So again, with this being a billion dollar business, and we say it all the time. Multi. Multi. Multi billion dollar business. As we say all the time, the name on the back of back of those jerseys is a business of you. Business of Darius Butler, business mm-hmm. of Antoine Bethay, and in this case is the business of Lamar Jackson. If Baltimore, again, wanted to do good business, good faith, I feel as though you say, hey, this guy is our quarterback of the future. Then you do what needs to be done. You do right by him, and you get a deal done. Easy. Yep. Get a deal done. If this is your guy, get a deal done, right? So, Lamar, hey, my knee's not right. It's not 100%. I don't have that deal that I'm looking for. 
if you think we get it done without me, go out there and get it done. <laughs> and, we, and we see that offense is not the same without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. So, again, now we're sitting at the table and you understand, like, look, this team can't go if I'm not under that under the center. So let's talk business so we can move forward. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, I, I think we're so conditioned. And as Mike Vick said, like, I, I disagree. Put a great, on it. great word. Yeah, I think we're conditioned to think like that. Like, man, you know, again, of course, like, and it's crazy because it's, it's, it's tough because you know you want to be out there with your guys. You want to be held accountable. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. but at, at some part, at some point, you got to say effort. And I'm proud that, and I don't even, you know, Lamar came out with a tweet. I'm not sure what the status what the status is yeah. as far as whatever, but I'm glad he's standing on him, on what he believes and say, hey, look, I'm not healthy. I'm not going out there. I'm not risking it. Hey, let's move forward. I'm, I'm, hey, kudos to, to, to Lamar, man. I, I got to salute him for that. Yeah, for sure. And, and um, number one, a part, a huge part of this as well. And all these guys know Sean Payton, you coach in the NFL forever. Uh, see what I've seen play forever. Um, Michael Vick, you played for a long time as well. We know what the injury is on paper. We know what the medical staff says. We know wh- whoever, whatever leaking. I know what they're saying. We don't know how this specific injury um, and how Lamar Jackson's body is responding to this specific injury and that specific knee. Right. Uh, so you can have an AC sprain. You can have an MCL this or a high ankle there and one player may hey i can do this i can shoot it up i can play and go play and another player it may not work like that so uh lamar as we've seen lamar play through injuries um we've seen lamar honestly and i think everybody would say this coming into this year i think he was way too nice of a guy to begin with (laughs) way too nice of a guy he should have been with the heel asshole route and got his paper because that's what it's about. It's obviously about playing this game, but it's also about securing that generational wealth um, when you have the opportunity, when you have the talent. You, and he's won an MVP. He's, he's gotten to the playoffs. He's won a bunch of games in this league. So he's done everything that his peers have done that have gotten paid and got rewarded. Um, so I, I'm right there with him. You don't, and then once again, I don't know how his body's responding to this injury, but you don't go out there and brace it up and put it all on the line. Uh, RG3 former number two overall pick, former Heisman winner. His career was definitely shut, cut short because he did go out there and just brace it up and play. And not saying right. this would have happened to Lamar, but RG3 actually posted this. This is why you don't just put a brace on it and play. Play with no ACL and LCL for my brother's team. Change the trajectory of my career. Hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't have the luxury of that. Lamar does. He's doing the right thing. And... Um, <laughs> I, I respect that from RG3 as well. Uh, but And that's the reality because you, it can always be one injury. And these, to your point, you mentioned earlier, these organizations, um, these teams, these owners, they're going to pass this shit down to they, their daughters, their sons, their grandkids, their whoever. They're going to be around forever and ever, raking in hundred millions and billions of dollars um, if they ever do decide to sell it. Lamar yeah. Jackson, you got a, a, a 8, 10, 12... 15 year window to maximize obviously your earning and your ability to play um, this game of football. So continue to obviously protect yourself, 
Uh, and it is about you. It's about the player first. It's about your legacy and your family. And then you obviously you want to be there for your team. But we are conditioned. We are brainwashed, I would say, even to an extent of, hey, now I got to put it in. I got to wrap it up and go out there for my guys. It's, at times you do. Um, but this is one of those situations. I definitely support him as well. Why I said the agent thing, uh, Kyler Murray, with all his issues and all these different things, he had that agent put out that long-ass paragraph that most people didn't read, but the teams did and the other people did. And he got his quarterback and his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury, paid. Yeah. And, and he basically won that court of opinion. And this was two years before Kyler was even up. Um, team three, Russell Wilson. He got traded and paid again before he even took a snap with the Broncos. And I think his team and agent and stuff had something to do with that as well. So I think this is obviously Deshaun Watts' situation is an outlier. His agent went and got him 230 guaranteed. Um, and obviously you got to play the game first. You got to be that guy on the field first. But um, I think these agents did their job. And hopefully uh, Lamar and the Ravens figure it out. But if he don't, hey, we'll take him down to the Dolphins. And then, I, then I'll sit with Tua and be like, hey, Tua, man. Hey, it's a, it's a lot of teams. Dolphin. Who else, who else you think of trade for Lamar? Our coast. <laughs> you know, so you, you think about it. You got Falcons. The Falcons. The uh the Raiders need a quarterback. Um I'm just I'm just talking about teams that need a quarterback. Houston, Texas need a quarterback. Um you got a number, a number of teams that would love have a, a talent such as Lamar Jackson leading their team. And then Tim, <clears throat> Tim. Langans, he mentioned it, right? So just think about it. Somebody mentioned this to me the other day as far as, like, you know, you're talking about Lamar, uh, Lamar Smith, right? <clears throat> Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, I'm tripping. Lamar Jackson. So Roquan Smith comes in and gets the deal. Been with the team for that long. Honey. And gets, and gets the deal. Now, if you Lamar Jackson, like, you, you sitting there like, well, damn. Like, I'm supposed to be the franchise, the, the franchise player. Yeah. Again, I know it was some things that, you know, they, they, they couldn't agree on as far as guaranteed money. But that says, I mean, to me, man, it, it, it says it says something without saying something. Yeah. And... and uh, and I love Roquan. I, I thought the Bears should have paid him. I, and another player representing himself. So it ain't like the, the the Ravens can't figure out how to get a deal done with a player representing himself. Uh, but it's an off-ball linebacker. And great, great player at a great position. But if you look at, you know, that's not the position. It's not a pass rusher. It's not a quarterback. It's not a left tackle. Um, but, yeah, man, and, and he definitely obviously earned that money. But how the Ravens are doing Lamar. Don't love it. Don't like it at all. And this typically, and then J.K. Dobbins had a lot to say after the game about how he feel like he's been held back, and, and, and you know some other things that you don't really see coming out of that Ravens locker room. Um, so a lot of questions we'll get to, but they're done for this this offseason. So we got some other games to get to, but before we get to that, let's get this uh, FanDuel Sportsbook read in for the playoffs. Oh, wow. new, uh, you said what? 
I said FanDuel. Yes, sir. FanDuel playoffs. NFL wildcard weekend is here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets. Guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code M2M Live. How you spell that promo code, AB? Man, hashtag M2M Live. Yep, that's the number two. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line, it's point spreads, player props. Plus, you can even combine the bets for a chance at a bigger payout with my favorite, a same game parlay, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So, football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with the promo code M2M live make every moment better make every moment more with FanDuel the official sports book partner <clears throat> of the NFL let's get to some more of these games man Giants Vikings Giants win 31 to 24 over the Vikings on the road Brian Dayball in his first year as a head coach Danny Dimes another quarterback that AB has been supporting AB has said this is the guy keep Saquon behind them pay both of these guys this these are two cornerstones of the future for AB's former team New York Giants man what were your thoughts after this this big game this is a big win for them a lot of people this is a game that people were split on big win for the Giants on the road man what's your thoughts on this uh this game and this team going forward man it's it's a it's a beautiful thing um and we talk about it you talk about it where it's a couple teams in each you know sports arena right nfl mm -hmm. nba whatever the case may be when they're good it's good for the business it's good for the nfl and the giants are one of these teams man um danny dimes pay the man we talked about it man get that ink pen put the paper in front of him make sure he's paid make sure he's there for the mm -hmm. long haul there in new york um and so with you know uh saquon barkley you know, those two guys they're going to make your organization go. They're going to make your team go. Um, and the way they played yesterday, you can see it, man. Um, a, a great game, to your point. A game that could have went either which way as mm -hmm. far as, you know, the Giants and the Vikings. But um, shout out probably to Coach of the Year, Prime Dayball. Um, he'll have my if I had a if I had a pick, he would be my pick this year. Yeah, but 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 again, man. Um, Great ball, man. And even with the Giants, man, you know, on the on the <clears throat> defense side of the ball, shout out to Dexter Lawrence, man. Uh, man. Second team all pro, a dog in the trenches. Man. A, a dog in the trenches, man. And um, just a lot of things, man, on that side of the ball that I looked at yesterday. Like, looking at the defense at one point in the time, they had seven DBs out there. Played a lot of that. Um, Even late in the season, something you – Never see. Never see. So, I mean, whatever you consider Landon Collins at this point of his career, if he's a linebacker, the DB, I'm going to look at him as a DB. So, you got him and um, uh, Tony Jefferson playing the linebackers, you know, um, and then you got the rest of the DB. So, now, you know, you have seven DBs. There's so much that you can do where you got DBs that can tackle. You got DBs that can rush. You got DBs that can cover, man. Um, that was very interesting, man. But, again, the Giants playing with confidence said a number of times if you're playing with confidence 
you're traveling on the road. Um, you can pack that each and every day. Yeah. And go out there and play on that field, man. And you can expect a great outcome. And that's what they're doing, man. So, man, good, good stuff by the by the G, man. Oh shit. Yeah. Shout out, hey, shout out to your guy. I gotta, I gotta find this real quick because uh Daniel Jones, and you know, I've been kind of rough on him on the past, I guess. Hey. You know, didn't didn't hey, A B be knowing. Didn't think he was that great. A B be knowing. I'm a talking third person, you know. A B be knowing. A B be knowing. Let me find this because I cause this is this is um worth repeating or reading, should I say. Daniel Jones, 300 plus yards passing, two plus TD passes, and 75 plus rushing yards. Only quarterback to ever do that in the playoff game, man. So shout out to Danny Dimes. It was one drive where, and I actually had to put a tweet out and say, uh, uh, Vanilla Vic putting the team on his back, though. It was one drive. He was, I feel like he ran probably six, seven times um, on the drive. But Brian Dayball, Mike Kafka, offensive coordinator, uh, did a great job with the game plan. Danny Dimes, Danny, Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, whatever the hell you want to call him. Throwing to a bunch of receivers all year long that aren't household names. Isaiah Hodgins um, had an unbelievable year this year. I think zero drops on the season. He balled yeah. last night over 100 yards. Richie James in the slot. Darius Slayton made big plays all year long. Had yeah. a big drop. A huge drop. Huge drop last night where he, he was, you know, that's one of them ones where you go to the sideline and you just become the number one fan for the defense. Like, yeah. he's bailed me out. Please. Um, they did the the drive before that. They got a um. They did great. Uh, and then that final drive, they went and got off the field. Dexter Lawrence wreaked havoc. They called a bullshit roughing the passer on them. Ticky tack. Did he graze him across the helmet? Yes, but uh, it's football. But uh, defensively, I feel like they had a game plan. And somebody asked me during the game because T.J. Hawkinson was eating right. He was yeah. Oh, catch here, kilo fourteen here, little seventeen here. It's like damn. Some point we got to stop T.J. Hawkinson. Somebody asked me, bro, why is he so wide open? Look, the game plan, and you saw from the jump, is to stop eighteen. We not let Justin Jefferson beat us. No so question. If they kill us by a thousand cuts with T.J. Hawkinson, so be it. If Adam Thielen, um. Osborne, KJ Osborne, they beat us, so be it. We not let 18 beat us because he got five catches for 190. This shit over with. And they did a great job um, keeping him under wraps. They did a great job tackling, I felt like, in space. You talk about those seven DBs um, being on the field. So when guys did catch the ball, hey, staple them to the ground. Um, and then the guys up front created havoc um, when they needed to. And then, um, so yeah, if you look on paper, like Kirk Cousins had a great game. Obviously, a lot of people talking about that check down. That was your guy again, Dexter Lawrence. He got in that face, and it was he had to throw it deep to Justin Jefferson in double coverage, or throw that check down and pray to God T.J. Hawkinson um, break a tackle because he had yeah. no time to get back to those other guys because of Dexter Lawrence in that middle. So shout out to that Giant squad, man. Brian Dayball, Wink Martindale. He came over first year with the guys. Um, big, big win on the road, and now they'll go and face the Philadelphia Eagles. So they play tough with some backups in Week 18, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a lot of confidence going into that game. It's hard to beat a team three times um, in a season. We know that, but that was that was, that was that was a good game. It was a great yeah. game. Yeah, no doubt. Xavier McKinney, shout out to him, too. I feel like he played really, really good last night. Yeah, man. A lot of people, man. A lot of people. A lot of players showed up. Showed yeah, it showed up when they were supposed to. Um, 
So man, it, it, it was it was it was good, man. Again, it's good to see the Giants playing well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, league league is good when the New York Football Giants is good. That's one of those teams that definitely move the needle. Um, last game of the night, last night it was a marathon yesterday with this football, baby. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. A B Cincinnati Bengals. It look like all your teams still going. I was hey, I've been perfect this weekend. And, so and my teams. Damn, I'm, I'm kind of scared for my Eagles now. Do I got hey, I'm, I'm 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 with you with the Eagles though. So you know we might right, we might that, be good. We might that, be good. But that so makes me feel better. How you feel about your Bengals last night though? Obviously they got out with the win, but how do you feel about um how they played? Um, I I wasn't the most excited about you know um how they came out and played again. Um, I'm I'm thinking that the Bengals will come out with Lamar Jackson not playing. I thought they would put a whooping on the on, on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Ravens came out, played well, played hard. It's kind of the same way I feel about the Buffalo Bills. Like, now nah, you was able to get out this game with a win. Yep. It's good to see, you know, be able to come in the next day, watch film and say, dang, we could play better here, could play better, play better there. And knowing that you have another game next week. But again, if you want to continue to go in this dance, man, you got to play better. Got to yeah. play better. I'm pretty sure they were saying the same thing. But they was able to get the dub. Uh, Ravens defense played good. They played well. Um, but Joe Cool, man, he was able to able to get it done. Yeah, and, and, and um, Hubbard, that, uh, you know, I, I can't remember who batted the ball out of Huntley's hand. Huntley, Huntley you half yard short because half yard short, she got a little closer. Maybe they hand the ball off to the backs a couple times. Yeah. Or do a traditional sneak. Um, when you get closer, obviously, you kind of on that half yard line. That's where you can kind of do that reach over. But outside of that, it's very, very dangerous. Heads up, play by, I believe it was a linebacker that just smacked that shit out. Hubbard pick it up and just hauled ass. Big man rolled out. Shout out to Mark Andrews, too, man. Mark Andrews hustled his ass off. Bad look for Gus Edwards, who just kind of was, ah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he could have. I feel like Gus Edwards personally is faster than Mark Andrews, but that, I could be wrong. Uh, but bad on him. Good on Mark for, for trying, but great play by the big fella to kind of seal that game yeah. uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a team game. It's a team game. You know, at some point, the other phases of the game are going to have to show up uh, for you to get a win, especially at this point in the season. But you got two teams who didn't necessarily uh, impress to the level that we expected with the Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals. They'll be facing off next Sunday um, at 3 o'clock, I believe. So it's all about winning and advancing in this game, and that's what both teams did. Now they face each other. Um, to punch their ticket to championship weekend. So I would definitely be tuning in. That's probably going to be – It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it should, should be a good one. We're expecting a good one um, between Joe Burrow and his Bengals and Josh Allen and his Buffalo Bills. Um, I believe that was the last game. We obviously got the Cowboys and the Bucks tonight. Cowboys favored by two and a half on the road at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who did you pick in this one? I picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this one. Cowboys on the road. Their last regular season game against the Washington Commanders was not pretty. Um, Again, you want to go into these playoffs on a high note. Um, Obviously, you know, 
you know, it's a this game for them tonight. Obviously, we know for both teams, you lose, you go home. But I'm gonna put my chips on the table for the old savvy vet with the old savvy vet. Typically, <clears throat> I'm on the other side. D but D but is like you know what the quarterback play look like. You know, quarterback versus quarterback, and I'm always hey, it's team team uh -huh. team. But in this one right here, I feel like man, TB12s, he is going to find a way to win this game. Um, I seen, uh, I think it was Tim House back in company. It was kind of breaking down um, Dak Prescott's interceptions this year. Man, seven games and, in a row, he's thrown one. Yeah, and some of those, and some of those interceptions are not on him. It's some. Um, yeah, some drop say about everybody, but it's. Well, yeah, you know, but we, we you know, we talking about that and some, <clears throat> some, some drop balls and some, some balls that's being batted up. Mm -hmm. But again, mentally, I know it's, it's, it's there. He's thinking oh, yeah. about it, you know. So I know the opposing defense; they're gonna be thinking about it. So again, man, tonight, man, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I feel like they'll they'll find a way to win. They're playing at home. Um, yeah, but I'm excited to see what how the Cowboys will respond though. That defense been flying around. They've been yeah. making plays. Um, but I, I'm excited to see what the Cowboys, how the Cowboys, Cowboys will respond tonight. Yeah, you talked about <clears throat> Dak Prescott, and that definitely got to be on his mental. Only played 12 games this regular season, 15 picks. Mentioned seven games in a row throwing a pick like that. That's you know obviously not good going into the playoffs. Got embarrassed against the Commanders in Week 18. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, they put together a performance like that. They come out that next week and play better. Um, it's the playoffs, you know, and an experienced playoff team, uh, defensively as well with the, with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And then Tom Brady, obviously, you he's at home with points. I'm picking that. I just, yeah. I, I just got to be wrong. Tom Brady, I mean, Dak Prescott gonna have to prove me wrong. Um, and the wild, the, the guy who can really the X factor, Michael Parsons, first team all pro after winning defensive rookie of the year last year. He can definitely wreck this game. And first time they matched up, actually, he was kind of wrecking this game. Um, so definitely got to watch 11, pay attention to him. But on the other side of Trevon Diggs, it's kind of been a revolving door corner. They brought Trevon Mullen in late, uh, playing the young boy right at corner. And you know, Brady's always been about finding those matchups. So Chris Godwin or Mike He's going to do that. Yeah. So Chris Godwin and Mike Evans can find that matchup and Brady can take advantage of that. Definitely something to keep an eye on. And playoff Lenny. I know he ain't had a great year, but the last couple of years in the playoffs, he's shown up. So um, the Bucs haven't, haven't played great this year, haven't looked nope. great. But, nope. yes, I'm right there with you. I'm going with the Bucs tonight on Monday Night Football, plus two and a half. And I got a money line, too, uh, winning this game. I'm going to have to put together a same, same game parlay tonight. I'm going to put one together. I'm not sure if it's going to be on the side or not because uh, I had mine on from Saturday with the Seattle-San Fran game. Uh, but I'm going to put one together. I'm going to post it so you can ride with it, tell tell it if you want to. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, and somebody else on some pressure, somebody else tonight on that Dallas Cowboys sideline. You know who that is? Is it the head coach? Big Mike. <laughs> Big Mike, since Sean Payton walked away from his Saints job, literally the day he did it, people were saying, hey, Dallas, Jerry Jones, 
if Big Mike go out here and lose this game, um, and they're one and done again, um, I think it'll be some conversation there. Not sure if it'll actually happen, but it'll definitely be some conversation there. But you know, Jerry Jones definitely going. Uh, hey, 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 Mike. Um, hey, can you meet me in my office, please? Big Mike. Hey, 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 come holler at me real quick. Love it's you. Definitely going to be a conversation. They lose this game tonight. For sure. For sure. I'm right there with you. Um, some breaking news during our show. CJ Stroud, quarterback, Ohio State. Something we all anticipated. You know, expected. Uh, he did lose to Michigan twice. Um, lost in the college football playoffs. So some people maybe thought he would come back and want some unfinished business. So we got the NIL, they making money. So, but he's potentially, potentially, I know uh Bryce Young is kind of Penciled in right now is the number one pick, but I think CJ Stroud is definitely a great pre-prep draft season uh, uh, away from being that number one pick. I saw him in person on the field against that Georgia defense, and he was tearing their ass up. Um, especially yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. was on the field. Um, I hope we get him as a coach. I, I pray to God we, he's still there at four and we can get him or we trade up and get him. He's my favorite quarterback in the draft. I go on record saying that right now. Um, but he uh, officially declared for the draft. Any thoughts on C.J. Stroud coming out? <clears throat> Man, hey, <laughs> smart decision. Smart decision. And like you said, I think a, a lot of people expected this. So to finally hear it, <clears throat> you know, I know teams that's being able to pick, you know, that top five range, you know, probably shuffling some things on their board right now. Yeah. Um, our coach definitely need to be looking long and hard at, you know, hey, how – what do we need to do to potentially be able to get this guy in our building? Yeah. Um, somebody that can really change the trajectory of your your organization. Um, we've been in limbo at the quarterback position over there in Indy. Yeah. Um, so, again, man, this could be a situation where Chris Ballard, you know, Jim Mersey, you know, we could sit down and say, look, it's just a guy. And obviously, you know, you said it, you know, young. He's um, a, a very, very talented quarterback as well. But the coach sitting at the number four um, pick right now, whatever we need to do to potentially get this young man in the building, mm -hmm. let's go do it. Let's go do it. Um, and, again, you know, positive vibes for him. Go out and have a long, successful career in the league, man, being able to come in and, and do the things that he does, man. So it's good to see, man. Good luck to the young boy. Yes, sir. Shout out to CJ Stroud, man. All those things AB just said, I agree wholeheartedly, man. Um, go get your money, young man, as someone else just said in here. Uh, yeah, man. Great show today. I appreciate everybody that tuned in at, at through their comments, concerns, questions. Are these the new Super Bowl odds? Yes, these are. These are the current Super Bowl odds, the outright bets. Kansas City Chiefs still favorites. At plus 300, Buffalo Bills plus 360, San Francisco 49ers plus 450, Philadelphia Eagles plus 500, Cincinnati Bengals plus 650, Cowboys plus 1400, Bucks plus 2400, Giants plus 2500, 2500, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are the biggest long shot to win the Super Bowl right now at plus 3000. Man, go ahead and, and if you got an extra $100, man. Go ahead and put your money on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Why not? That'd be a you bet a hundred, you win 
After this past wild card weekend, and look at here, these matchups are scary. Just on the Saturdays, on the Saturday um, slate, mm -hmm. Jacksonville and Kansas City. I don't want anybody to think this shit is sweet. Mm -hmm. Hey, that having that first round by can get tricky sometimes. Yeah, I, I've taken the L on that. Um, with the Patriots, we were 14 and 2, too. They beat the shit out of the Jets a few weeks prior on Monday Night Football by like 40. They came yeah. in our house and beat us after that bye week. So, yeah. Hey, and the same happened to us in Indy. I think it was the San Diego Chargers that year came in and put a whooping on us. Again, Jacksonville Jaguars, man, they played with a lot of confidence. They are, they are flying high. So, don't get. I don't don't get too crazy about that 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 Kansas City and Jacksonville game and the Philly and Giants game, like you said earlier. Mm -hmm. Being able to beat a team three times in one season, so that Saturday slate might be tricky. I might got some some special for y'all when I <laughs> when I make these picks. And then you got the New York Giants playing their best ball. Right now, they rolling, they hot right now. Rested, got that little break, got that little semi-bye week for the starters. Week 18, got a big win on the road. They got to go on the road again and uh, try to beat their division rival, Philadelphia Eagles. That's the Saturday slate. And then the Sunday slate, Cincinnati Bengals once again at the Buffalo Bills. And then Tampa Bay, Dallas, whoever wins tonight will be playing the San Francisco 49ers. So, that's a slate for next weekend. Yeah. Around. Um, once again, man, great show. Appreciate y'all. And remember that bet $5 for new customers. Get $150 back in free bets, win, lose, or draw using the promo code M2MLive. <laughs> SJ Creations. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> I, I came out before the season and said the Eagles will go to the Super Bowl. Everybody called me crazy. I have belief in Jalen Hurts from the draft. He made me a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm staying with it. That's my only team. That's my only team I ride with. That's my only team left. Man. All right. Um, yeah, we'll see y'all Thursday. Uh, I'll be live from the Thunderdome, AB. Um yeah, we'll have our pick. We'll probably have our picks again. It's only a couple games. So we'll have our picks again on Thursday. Yes, we will. Divisional weekend. Once again, me and AB chose the Tampa Bay Bucks tonight at home with the points. And also, we both take them straight up to beat the Cowboys. But we shall see. The games must be played. Monday Night Football will be locked in, man. Appreciate y'all. One As half of uh, Darius Butler. Got my co-host, Antoine Bethea. Hey, get your 30 minutes in. Y'all know what it is, man. Let's start this week off right. I know if, even if you don't have to go to work today, you didn't have to go to work, get your 30 mm -hmm. minutes in. You heard my – you seen what Brad said. Get your 30 minutes in. I like That's it, Brad. It. That's it. All right. We go. Peace.
21 plus. And select states first online will real money wager only. Refund issue as a none withdrawable free bet as expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. You got a gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG. That's in Colorado, Iowa, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT STEP or text NEXT STEP to 523 nad <coughs> 1-8-789-777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. one 800 with it in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. And then 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Red line, all right? 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Yes, sir. And once again, AB wasn't in yet once at the beginning. Spoke a little bit on MLK Day. Once again, this is the day that we um, honor Martin Luther King Jr. Um, so obviously wanted to give the floor to you if you had any words on that. Yeah, man. Ultimate trailblazer for, you know, for our country, you know, fighting for um you know for 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 our ancestors you know and just making um having a huge huge impact on on, on the world you know just exactly. when you talk about you know positivity um and being a leader man and that's 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 what you think of or when you think about um MLK man so again man being able to and we and we talk when we talk about impact, right? And when you when they lower you down in that dirt, right? Mm-hmm. And you talk about the, the riches and all that, and people always say, like, well, you can't take that with you, right? And when you're gone, you wanna know like what are the people saying about me? Like what type of impact did I leave on the people around me and just the world in general? And I don't think we can talk about anybody else but MLK and the impact that he's had. The way we still talk about them, the way we we still rejoice, you know, on MLK Day, man. So, mm-hmm. um, shout out to to, to Martin Luther King, man, and and what he was able to instill in us as people. So, that's a fact. Man. Big time salute MLK and his legacy, as you just mentioned, man, left an, uh, an unbelievable legacy and impact on the country not on the country but the world the world yeah once again this is the day we honor mlk um and um probably next week there's a monument that was unveiled i believe in boston yeah we're gonna have to talk about yeah have to talk about that but <laughs> shout out to mlk baby uh we out of here man um love y'all we'll see y'all thursday Go. same time Yes, sir. Same place. Do, do, do.